0: Hi, everyone. It's Pam Orzan. Welcome to the High Octane Real Estate Podcast. Today, we are saying living on a prayer to clear title. Here's my guest, Mark Schomburg, who is my favorite title guy. I've been using Mark for, what, 18 years or so? I would say
1: I had hair, but I didn't. You never had hair. Anyway,
0: he is my fave. He is the owner and operator of Amore Title. And he is going to talk about some of those pesky little issues. That can fuck up your closing and how to get ahead of them and just some other bullshit that we shoot the shit about in yeah, the mornings. That comes up.
1: Exactly. And, and, and we work towards the resolution. Exactly. Because we got to get it done.
0: You do, right? He like did. he's the end, right? He's the end of the real estate transaction. He's I have the working bus go the middle. all the way over me. Exactly. Right. Everybody's working and he's working since the, at the inception of your contract. But the end, he's the one. He's the closer man. So
1: we got to get you paid. Right now, right. well, out I like in the hot sun, paid. exactly. Amen. And you in particular are a listing agent, a great listing agent. So you get to control title. So we love that. Um, in Palm
0: Beach County, we do that. In, in Broward County, the buyer controls the title.
1: Correct. And, um, and so with that being said, you were saying about the liens from a seller. In addition to them not knowing about the liens that had to be released from their condo, the listing agent's broker called me and said, I don't ask those type of questions.
0: Mark's talking about a deal that he's working on right now where yeah. he was, like, frustrated because this, like, he's getting emails going, you didn't tell me about this. Meanwhile, he totally did. And Mark is the king of email Yeah, yeah
1: I, I will take that moniker because I am good at emails. And also now in this case, it had to be something to back you up with. Yep. Which I didn't expect.
0: Yep. And he's, dude, fuck you, because here it is in writing.
1: It's a very. Don't blame it's, me. It's, and it's an escrow dispute because of it. No, yeah, so it's cool. concerning. But what was more concerning being that you're a listing agent, regardless of who's paying for title, was one of the comments from him was, I don't ask these questions when I take a listing. We wait to title to tell us. So I said, I know plenty of listing agents that say, are, is anything going on in the community? Is any, are there specialists? I love
0: this. You, you kind of love this crap.
1: Could I, and saw so that was like
0: close their eyes and ears to it.
1: That was extremely close your eyes, finger pointing, whatever. So. He called me because he wasn't the listing agent. He was the broker for the listing agent Even to worse. say, why didn't I send them any information they didn't know? So I proceeded to send him literally the 17 or 18 emails just pertaining to that one issue. And he said, oh, thank you so much. He, ca- he called for every kind of I'm going to catch you and every kind of silliness rather than say, I think we, we need made to a mess work this here. out. Yeah. Exactly. So,
0: Shit happens. You know what? That's the thing that real estate deals. People do make mistakes and Mark can make a mistake. I can make a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. We, we
1: will make mistakes, but the resolution but... <laughs> is the issue and how you resolve it. And we, not look, we pointing had fingers. We had a deal together. Right. Mm-hmm. And the notary, I hired the notary through my notary company. Right. Notary never show showed. Up. And then within 45 minutes, I had a new notary come, but I felt so bad. I took care of them. He and sent I,
0: a gift. He felt just, so bad. I it wasn't bad. even his
1: fault. I know. But you still don't want that to be the last thing. You want the last thing to be someone did something they didn't need to do to make it better. And that was a minor issue. That was not even an issue than anything we did. But it was still, I didn't want them to leave with that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny because I have a customer where she's done a couple deals with me and Mark together. And because when you get me and we choose title, then you get Mark. And she thinks we are literally like the match made in heaven. She mm. thinks we're amazing together. Mm. When every mm. once in a while you get somebody like we had that one back to back right before she closed. We right. had her who she's also an awesome seller. But the this other seller that I had that was
1: that she had a not
0: cool at all and didn't think that she was just making. We'll just say incorrect assumptions of things and crazy things in her head that weren't actually happening. And couldn't even stand the situation. And then we have the other one who's, you two are the best team right. ever.
1: It's going to happen. I find in doing this for 18 years that my best agents are the ones that are most involved, but not on you every day. You, you know that they're on top of their clients. You know that they're on top of their contract dates. Like you, you look at your contract dates for yep. your buyers. Are we in our title commitment, loan commitment time? Where are we? And then you only want to be told when you need it. Exactly. <clears throat> or when you know, you're covered.
0: Yeah, but you have to trust somebody enough. Like I send you a contract. Anne is the same thing. She's gonna come on next time. I just send a contract over. I don't worry that much about right. it until you call me and say there's a problem Crap. with it because I know you're gonna handle it if and alert me to an issue. I'm on top of my part of the right. the transaction and I trust that you're on your part of the transaction.
1: And but that trust is earned because you see the emails go out. You're copied on everything. Yeah. When the searches come in, you're copied on those. When they don't respond to me and I call them, I say, "Hey, they didn't call me back with their loan." Or I get a little anymore. love note on yeah. my
0: cell phone from you, right. going, "Check your emails. Yeah. So they're not responding." And then
1: because sometimes sellers get nervous, yeah. you ask them huh. personal questions, and then not all of them know. Yeah, and on that one last deal we had, one seller was a commercial agent in New York, yep. and the other buyer was also a commercial, a commercial agent. agent. However, two totally very different, totally different, very different.
0: Oh my God! Seller was like an angel, and the buyer was like the devil.
1: He was challenging, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he had a good name. His Name was Mark. So that is at the end was of Mark. the day, he he was fine, and he just it's just the way it is, and it doesn't matter. We're not here to. We're to here like to resolve the problem. We're here to be professional and have some fun, but get it done.
0: Exactly. And,
1: exactly. That's the, and he
0: is the king of the emails. I have to tell you something, Mark has saved, he has saved my life because you copy me sometimes on emails I'm not even necessarily supposed to see because they're not even my side, but just so you know if there's a problem.
1: I'll let you know when there's, well, a,
0: there's a problem here, Pam. It's nothing and private, pro- but.
1: Yeah, nothing on privacy. For instance, if the seller has, if we get a lien search back and there's a permit or a code matter, I don't run to the buyer's agent and say, oh, my God, you have a permit or code matter. I give the listing agent and the seller the courtesy of resolving it because sometimes literally they don't or it was a air conditioner from seven years ago and they presume the AC company closed it out. Yeah. And as minor as it is, when the contract many agents put in Section 20, they put the extra permits and code violations should be closed out by seller.
0: I think you actually did one, my mom's houses, where she had bought a house. The title company didn't find this open permit for landscape lighting. Correct. And And it was
1: before they probably didn't do a lot of lean right. I think it
0: was. Yeah. And it was also, I want to say, almost possibly the builder put it in a very long time ago. And it wasn't closed up. But the thing is that it wasn't actually like an installed, hardwired landscape lighting. So... Once you alerted us to it, we could just pull it out and then they could come right. in and, but, and clear that up. But right. sometimes there's ways around it that aren't necessarily the normal way, but there's things that can be rectified content yeah. on and the, the other the, end.
1: Listen, anyone that listens to this, whether you're a lender, whether you're another agent, whether you're an investor, when you're a previous client or you're learning to you want to be a client because you're looking to sell and you're a great listing agent and you're looking to buy, regardless of what's challenging in the market. Inventory short. People who are out there hesitated about the interest rates. Your inventory is not getting any better. No. Nope. So, what you're concerned about now that it's going to go down in price, everyone has to think about that. We are not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Those that are doing this every day are not seeing the fire sale mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And so, if that helps buyers or sellers make a decision from this podcast, great. And we're not saying that nothing can change, but we're dealing with the prices every what single they day. Are, exactly. And I deal at a more title, we deal with the whole entire state. And so I'm very fortunate to have a lot of business in lower price point areas that in the last year and a half. Yeah, you have, had north a lot. Yeah. The north of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Orlando also where seller dictates and pays for title. Right. So I have lovely listing agents. I have lovely loan officers there. But I have seen in the last two years those prices have gone up as well. Yeah. So if a house now a 3 bedroom 2 bath house in let's say Polk County is 450 to 500,000, which here in South Florida wouldn't exist without it being a major fixer upper, if that's there last year it was 375 to 425. Exactly. Because the value is there. And well, the, yeah, we
0: also have great demand. Look where we live, safe. right? It's palm trees and sunshine. Maybe it's a little too much sunshine right now. It's a little too steamy, but it's palm trees and sunshine. Talk now.
1: about steamy. So you and we have never said, "Oh God, it's so not hot in Florida." <laughs> we're not. We live in South Florida. Ohio. Right. We know what we're getting. So I went to New Orleans on Saturday, right. and I got off the plane and said, "I can't believe I'm looking forward to go back to the hot weather in Florida." Because it was just above the devil. <laughs> it was the devil said welcome when we got out there. Uh-huh. It was a hundred degrees. Literally, I have the yeah, picture. Ninety eight percent humidity. I was gonna
0: say it's humid there. It's not like Arizona. It's like Florida, but worse. Right? The price points for things there. It's kind of like, like going around the Panhandle too. It's it, it was me.
1: It was as my friend said. It was disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> heat, and I was like, oh yeah, it is. Dis- we you couldn't call. It- it was a sauna. It was a right. sauna.
0: Like how many times a day do you shower in the summer, right? Yeah. Like And so two, then 24. I was like,
1: okay, South Florida doesn't look so bad. No, and not we, at all. We pray that none of the hurricanes or the storms or the floods do too much damage. But when they're not doing that, it's a Beautiful, best fucking place to live. Please. It really is. It really because is. we have access to everything. Oh, my God. From and food well, to diversity to everything.
0: I'll be honest. I'd rather be hot than cold. Correct. Correct. We're all from up north, yeah. right? Like I, You're, you grew up here.
1: Yeah, I was, I'm from New York and I was here since I'm 10, so I can't claim yeah, it. Yeah, you grow up here. Yeah. yeah, but I cannot do cold on a regular basis. No I way. could do cool. I could do like. Oh, a, I could do yeah. cool. But uh, I couldn't live and work and go to work every day in snow. I would not be.
0: No, I think like this weekend I, I was outside in Delray at Throw Social yeah. and that was like living on the sun there. They cover the roof a little bit till it starts to rain a little. So they close the roof and it gets so hot. You mm-hmm. literally can't think. Yeah. But then last night I was at the I Think Amphitheater and it was breezy and beautiful and balmy. And I was a little warm, but honestly, not as bad as like downtown Del Rey.
1: Yeah, because you had a breeze. And exactly. A, and, and this it's all breeze open. in New Orleans was a it was an insult. It wasn't right. even a, it was like, are you kidding? Like me? you
0: cannot breathe. No, it was right. terrible.
1: So it made South Florida what I'm rambling on about even back. better. Correct. Yeah, when I got we off the plane, South I was like, What's great. And there's there, especially in Palm Beach where you are, all the way up to Martin County, all the way up Port St. Lucie, Vero Beach, even places you don't go to that you could refer to because you might Por- not drive. A lot of opportunity. Oh, Port St. Lucie right now is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I
0: know some realtors up there. Though. And
1: Vero has this, had its challenges throughout the years. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me, other than the east east part, but watch out. It's changing. It's changing. I think it's
0: always been that way here. Like, I think back in the day, everyone lived in Miami, right? Yeah. And then they moved My up a little into Broward. Exactly. Everybody lived in North Miami Beach. All the Jews came down. They lived in North Miami Beach. And then they moved up to Broward a little bit until Tamarack and Fort yeah. Lauderdale. And then
1: they moved to Boynton.
0: And then they moved to first, then they go to Boca, Boca. Then they went to Boynton. And like now they're all going up to Port St. Lucie. Right. The middle of the state.
1: And the 55 and older communities that they just finished, that they're finishing and just finished some in Port St. Lucie are not the same that they would have built there 10 years ago. Exactly. They're high end. They're beautiful GLs. And up.
0: Yeah, GL yeah. homes. Beautiful. You know, but that mm-hmm. same
1: 800,000 in Port St. Lucie is, is a million, a million three, here. three yeah. or two mm-hmm. in Boynton. Exactly. So there's opportunity. The
0: land here is more right now. No, but yeah. I feel like everybody migrates north a little bit, but it makes me laugh a little bit. Like, how far north are we going? Are we going to leave Florida eventually?
1: And when you're in South Florida, you're not in the South. But the further up North you get in Florida, it's more And South. I went to it's,
0: college in Georgia. It's a beautiful place, but yeah, it? no beaches really. Yeah, you it's know. a
1: different demographic. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as I've gone to Atlanta's airport, I've never been in Atlanta. Oh, that's why I went to college. Yeah. So Love Atlanta. I'm doing another day trip to Atlanta.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to have a shout out because she listens to this podcast. My friend, Jessica, she she's a realtor in Atlanta and she's going to come on when she decides to come visit. She's from South Florida. And uh, hey, girl, you got to come on next time.
1: I would like to meet her. Yeah, she's cool. So, so this is what you do every day. You do this podcast every when, we do it every other week, every other week. Yeah. And you've been doing real estate for a long time. Very. And one of the things that people should know about you, although I'm on the show being interviewed by you, one of the things that they should know about you is that. you're not an alarmist. You might get crazy about something that went wrong to protect your client. And a lot of times
0: behind the scenes, and I'm calling Mark freaking out and screaming and swearing. But But
1: to your client, (laughs) we'll get it resolved. We'll get it resolved. And that's a big deal because I fully believe that we, our energy, our Mm -hmm. energy, our intent, our worry, just like with children, with animals, with anything is helpable. People pick it up. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and so your client can tell how hard I work. How hard to work. But they can tell if you're nervous, oh, I should I be nervous? Hey, She's nervous. Hey. And if you're calm, regardless that they agree or you gotta disagree, be calm.
0: You know what? Here's the thing. First of all, I've been doing this such a long time. I've seen a lot. And you learn something new. I don't care how long you've been doing this, you learn something new right? from every deal. Okay. However, I've been doing it long enough to know. Shit happens. okay, and it's just going to happen. That's Murphy's Law. It's just the way it is. And you're dealing in residential real estate. You're dealing with personalities. We're not even commercial real estate is probably a little bit more on the professional side. But here you're dealing with personalities, emotion. It's a whole nother story, right? So you never really totally know how a deal is going to go. But you can't really be an alarmist because 99.9% of the time things can be worked
1: out. Correct. And remember, I've always said you're really not a realtor. You're a therapist that gets paid commission. Correct. Because you have to know that indirect, the direct concerns, the areas to live in, the school zone, the religious areas. I get
0: asked questions I can't even answer. They want to hear the demographics and the religious, what religions live in what places. I'm not allowed to comment even on that.
1: Right. But you get everything. And then they want a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and they want an open kitchen, and then you show them a three-bedroom. No, but not this one. Oh, I don't like this. Whatever it is. So you work very hard in the hot sun for your money, and you have to be a temperament that is used to... Different people, maybe no reason for not liking something. And you're a salesperson. Exactly. But you really have to have a temperament to be a therapist because you have to hear what they don't say also.
0: Exactly. And kind of size people up a little bit. I'm a big proponent of your vibe attracts your tribe. Correct. So people who are like years and years ago, I had a guy. I was young. I was showing around this buyer. He was a young guy. He was a cute guy. He was probably my age. And I put him in the car. And we start looking at houses and he is dead silent and I'm at trying to ask questions and talk and blah, blah, no blah, feedback. nothing like dry. And I'm a talker. I tend to, the more I talk, I tend to drive too fast and miss where I'm going. P.S. <laughs> GPS has saved my life, but he wouldn't talk and I couldn't make conversation from this person. And I thought, oh my God, how do I, I'm a salesperson. I make conversation with everybody. That was the one and only time I put the radio on in the car because mm-hmm. he couldn't. And I try to really attract customers who understand my personality. I'm Great. in the car. I'm swearing. I'm driving too fast. But when it comes to your deal, I'm getting it done. And hopefully you're not having a heart attack. I try and you're to you're going to get the
1: best price and you're not going to be uh, right. scared by people that come in and lowball and you're going to, and you're not going to And gonna I'll be fight a realtor if
0: I have to. There was one in all the years I've been doing this. Mark knows because oh. he yelled at me and I got in trouble. He referred me a customer. It was a listing in Broward. And, but we, Mark still did the title because the customer's his friend. It was the whole thing. Anyway, thank God Mark did the title because he smoothed it over. There was a realtor who she wiped her hands of everything. Yeah. Completely wiped her hands of everything. I don't know if she didn't care or just plain didn't know any better. And her poor customer, he was. He wasn't probably totally the best qualified guy to be buying
1: a house, but he was floundering. But,
0: but uh, right, he was really floundering, and he, he needed a good Ann realtor.
1: Have a good realtor, and he had
0: a really shitty realtor, and was, I lost there it was on her.
1: Areas of opportunity for sure.
0: Exactly, and it wasn't a hard deal in general because no. the seller was really nice, and the house was nice, and everything was fine, and Mark was doing the title, so it really wasn't a hard deal. It was just maybe getting his finances together a little bit, and I think there was a little HOA, maybe.
1: Issue. Enc- encouraging to get
0: the hey, loose ends tidied up an agent that was like on top of all the deadlines and everything and i had it and he was calling me to help and because he knew he had bad representation and i lost it on this realtor a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and Oops. i called her stupid to her face I'm not happy to admit but It happens sometimes you lose it because you're just you get so frustrated with something that shouldn't have been hard to begin with. And Mark said, Pam, you can't say that. You can't say that to somebody's face. You think it, Um, but you can't say Yeah, you can think it. Yeah. Or I tell him that I think it privately. But yeah, that one was challenging. But again. And you learn from it. It got done. It got
1: done. done. You learn from it. But it's been a long time and
0: I still remember it because I know that's where my temper got the best of me. Correct. Correct. And I rein it in.
1: Another learning, ask right? Another learning, and I'm no different. Plenty of times I didn't have to go for someone's jug mm-hmm. when they were just horrible. I could have let it go. Every once in a while, you you feel lose it. I think did. when you're
0: the longer you're in this business, you see how things should be. So when someone just blatantly doesn't do the right thing, that is correct. It's and, frustrating. And
1: everyone works so hard, even the ones that don't know as much, because I don't mind if you don't know if you want to learn. Correct. I don't mind me if too. you don't know if you don't ask infer. Me. infer Problems. I don't mind if you don't know, but you don't mis- misguide your client, right. the bank, everyone else. Not knowing is what we're here for. Exactly. We're here to educate people across the table. And everyone has patience, even the last one. She was so lovely. She was lovely. She, she was just wants, on the newer side. She was on the newer side, and she wants higher end stuff. Super lovely woman.
0: And she knew. She admitted what she didn't know and asked the right questions. What more can we
1: ask? And she closed the deal, and it was great. Absolutely. 48. So she's a perfect example. I would love to work with her. I would love yeah, to me mentor too. her. I would do I would, a deal with her again. It would be easy to do a deal with her. She was humble and smart, and and she apart. did
0: get a few little miracles done. I'll be honest. For a Absolutely. newer agent, she did a killer job. She did
1: yeah me, absolutely because he so, was difficult he yeah they had challenges but she was very good mm-hmm. in that regard she was and amazing. That, there's mm-hmm. a difference but when you go into this business I think you know for sure what I'm going to say over the 18 years people look at it as oh what what does a relative I could do that you look at it as this is my profession this is how I eat This is my career. This is my name. Yeah. I take it all really seriously. And I expect everyone that enters into a contract to read and know the ramifications and not, oh, that doesn't count. No, it counts. Everything counts. You're signing contracts, people. Contract is not a suggestion. It's a contract. This
0: is a legal binding contract. And
1: there's a reason for it. And although I'm not an attorney, I can clearly state Mm. the contract is not a suggestion. it, It has dates for a reason. And. The buyer's agent is responsible to take care of those dates to not lose, um, potentially put their uh, client's escrow in jeopardy, exactly, and lose a deal because they weren't paying attention. And a listing agent like yourself is also responsible for dates Mm -hmm. to make sure, hey, we see a problem. The appraisal comes in. we haven't heard from the appraisal, right? Was inspections done timely? Mm-hmm. Were the appraisal done timely? Was the HOA applied for timely? Was the loan com- loan applied for timely? Mm-hmm. So into contract, and you have to be on top of these people, Absolutely. regardless if they like it or not, because mm-hmm. you can smell. Oh, my house is off the market for three weeks, and nothing's happened. This is going to be a problem.
0: Exactly. I also think it comes into play the New Yorkers that come here because up there. You have the attorneys who do everything. So I think they understand that's a legal binding contract when they're sitting Pam there with is an not attorney. I am not from New York. I from New York. Yes. She might
1: sound it, but she's not from I New York. I do sound
0: it, but I don't think I have the accent. I think it's just no, my attitude. I don't have the accent. that's the attitude. I'm yeah. from the Midwest, but which is probably why I don't live in the Midwest anymore. Right. The New Yorkers expect they when you're dealing with a lawyer, it looks all legal and they're signing something Correct. that's legal. And then they come down here, and the realtor's doing it. And I think that's where there's a little disconnect because I don't think they take it seriously.
1: There's a disconnect for that. And then in a the title company, they're used to an attorney owning the title company. Yes. And doing different things. And that's fine. Listen, the state of Florida, we're very fortunate that it doesn't have to be an attorney-owned title company in right. order to do it. Otherwise, I'd have to get a job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. I take great pride in knowing when I stop and when an attorney starts. And it needs starts. to go to an and attorney. And I work with great attorneys. All the time. I work with great attorneys mm-hmm. that will do work and not steal the client or not steal for future, yeah, exactly. future agents. Because in our business, if someone doesn't use you, was it because... Another realty company was so much better. No, it's a relationship and they either like you or not, Mm -hmm. they either trust you or don't. There's 900, there's a million of us, there's 900 title companies. Mm -hmm. And I just got done with two or three talking and I'm like, isn't it amazing? In my new building, we have four title companies. I know two of the four people, I've heard of them, never met them. They know two of those four know me, never met me. We all are busy we have no crossover business. We don't even know half our clients. And there was enough, there's enough to go around. Our industry doesn't have to be competition. The better we do together collectively, the more the more we build up our industry. And exactly. the same with realtors. You have a million realtors that make a living also. We that all do. Never there's met. business for everybody. Yes, there's enough to go around. I have
0: half my friends are realtors. And if you think about that, like, how many deals do I do with them? Hardly any. That's and how much business eating, there
1: is. And they're paying their bills. Exactly.
0: And so am I. And so
1: are mm-hmm. you. And so therefore, when working together, we only make the industry better. Exactly. We only make the title industry, the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, the insurance. Look, we have big issues with insurance. But we do. And we, but when we work together. But I many? also
0: have trusted insurance agents, just Correct. like I have my, like you're my trusted title company. Right. So it's just like anything. I am at Mark when a hundred years ago, when I was at Berkshire Hathaway, right? And he worked for their in-house title company. And I don't ever use in-house anything. I have never do that. And I got there and I didn't have, a, I've been networking forever. I didn't have a title company that I love. So I tried Mark. I tried whatever, what were they called? I don't even remember what they're called.
1: WCI title. Yeah,
0: I guess it was back then, right? WCI. Because
1: before it was it was Prudential. It was Prudential, yeah, it Florida, was Prudential.
0: I... yeah, when I joined there. So I started using him when it was Prudential and he was at WCI. And I did one deal. I gave him a deal and it was like, oh, my God, so easy breezy smooth. So Mark, since then, has moved around just like I've moved around. Yeah. Right. And I stick with him. We've He's been, grown. You've been in cities. I've never seen your office. You've been in Cooper City. Right. You've been in places. I've right. never been to your office ever. And it's because he does such a good job. And that's why when, again, you trust your realtor, but you should probably trust the people that your realtor trusts because right. we do this every day. All day. And
1: that's the thing in our in title industry. We're not a retail, like people don't necessarily go, let me go Google the top 20 title, title companies. companies. They can, <laughs> right. they definitely can, but they usually rely on their agent, their mortgage person, referral, word of mouth. But it's not, our, my industry in particular is not driven by, hey, let's go knock on a title company. And we also, the other thing we have in common is that we both decided after working with other companies Mm -hmm. that we both opened, you went first and then I opened my own title company. It was not something I ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I've always respected the owners of the companies knowing that those responsibilities were not where I was at that time. exactly And so at this juncture in our lives, And we did it
0: about the same age, too. It's so funny. And
1: so those things have mirrored each other and it's been great. But we know that we're the relationship. Exactly. So if I if a client doesn't come back and they are honest with me of what happened, I have to own that. Look in the mirror, fix it and hope it doesn't happen again. But I can't blame another title company or another agent. Oh, they stole my client i lost the car right.
0: that's how i feel and there was so a reason
1: there was a reason it wasn't for me and i wish them well but that energy that you're around is very important like you said that your vibe attracts uh-huh. your tribe and i really believe in life and everything yeah so we're having a bushy. little love
0: fest here because i've been using him for so long i can't even imagine not like my he comes to my mom's house every day my mom buys and sells a lot around. of houses so ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous and she's gonna do it again by the way oh yeah yeah she's sick of that now. why no, it's a long story, okay. but she's sick of that. But Mark so
1: coming back east.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. So she moves east, west, east, west, east, west. And she's decided east, which I condo. agree. I agree. Yes.
1: Back to condo.
0: Exactly. Okay. East is good. Good. But anyway, so Mark, he's like part of our family. now. <laughs> he comes to her
1: house. And your dog.
0: And my little dog, Bella. Bella. Exactly. So I've been using him for so long. I can't even imagine anybody else. All right. So, Mark. Yes. Are you ready for headbanger housing?
1: Headbanger housing. Is that a question? Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. If you had a hidden trap door in your home,
1: where would it lead? Hidden trap door in my home and where would it lead? So throughout my life, I've always asked the, been asked the question or read the questions and thought about if you could meet anyone alive or dead, who would you meet? Who would you have at your supper table? So based on where I am right now in my life, that trap door would go to wherever you want to call it to find my mom.
0: Oh, that's cool. She
1: passed away. Right. So, wherever that would lead, it would lead there.
0: Heaven? We're,
1: I hope. We're Jews. We we're don't Jews, really believe in that. You know, yeah, but I don't know. Good she but is, I'll take heaven. I'll take it. Wherever good she is, as that long as would be it's great. warm
0: weather up there.
1: I would go to New Orleans for her.
0: Okay. I'm sure it's your <laughs> that, mom. That, okay. that was
1: of course. That. For, I, she, I would go back to New Orleans.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: the place was great, but the weather sucked. But for her, I would go back to New Orleans graciously.
0: All right, I like it. I like it. All right, Miss Janine, are you listening?
1: I'm listening.
0: If you had a hidden trap door in your home, where would it lead?
2: Can I have two answers? Yes, (laughs) because you're in charge.
0: You're large and in charge. Because the the producer man. One
2: is Johnny Depp's bedroom. (laughs) I like it, and the other one would. Have to be Florence, Italy, where I lived and I loved.
0: I love Florence. Like I could just
2: open the door and there's Florence, and then open the door and there's Johnny Depp. Maybe I could open the door and there's Florence and Johnny Depp. But either way,
1: it sounds Johnny Depp and Florence. There you go.
0: Did I ever tell you my funny Florence story? No. We have two seconds for my Florence story. Yes. Okay. So I went to Florence. My mom took me to Europe when I graduated college. So we're talking a very long time ago. I'm not going to say the amount of years because that scares (laughs) me now. So we went to Florence. And they right where the statue of David is, there's like a square and all the tours are kind of hanging out, waiting for their buses or whatever. And the middle of the square is empty and all the corners of the square had all these tour groups. And my mom says, I'm going to go get a gelato. Do you want something? And I said, no. So she goes. And this is in the day of I guess I'm going to date myself here of <laughs> the camera with the little flash cube. OK, so I had my little camera with the flash. Cube. Not, a
1: co- not a Kodak, like. With the fast food, and then you had to go take it to...
0: Yeah, you had to take it to, like, the what Eck- Exactly, <laughs> right. Eckerds, or what was that other one in Ohio? Revco? Was it Revco? Oh, Midwest? Anyway, Midwest. Rite Aid. Yeah. So we would... I was standing there, and I was holding my camera in my hand. I'd just probably taken pictures of the Statue of David. And there's this girl. So this is the 90s. This girl walks in the middle of the square. So she's the only person. She looks like she came out of the 70s. Bell bottoms and patches and filthy dirty, by the way. And proceeds to take her pants down and pee. On
1: David?
0: No, in Good the square. Okay. So we're all like right outside the building. And then there's this big like empty square and everybody's hanging out. Right. She pees. She then pulls her pants up. Then pulls them back down again. Pull, pulls, Opens her underwear, looks in, wipes herself with her hand, pulls her pants back up. And proceeds to leave. Two police officers walk towards her laughing. So I see them have a little conversation. They're laughing. And they let her go. And I, what I thought was so gross about it, also, I was young, right? And I thought, oh, my God, the next person that touches this woman's hand. What if right. she goes to pay for something? Or, ew, what a disgusting thing. But I thought, I came from something so beautiful, right? You're in Florence. Steve everything is, is like, right. gorgeous. And you're taking, I'm holding. And I'm holding my camera and I didn't get a picture of this crazy lady peeing in the middle of the. Uh, now, you know. if
1: over now, she'd be on video across the world. Three million views.
0: Correct. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And... There was really nowhere for me to put it. Right. Right back then, because I would have had to print it. And then I'd have to be like, hold and on. For Mark, her say, there was it.
1: nowhere to put it. So she's not remembered she's other actually... than by you.
0: Correct, but I have to tell you, all these years later, I'll never. I can literally picture it. So
1: you can't it was picture so awesome. the David Pam, without... I
2: have chills.
1: Right? I have chills. So
0: gross, but so funny.
2: I have chills because the most embarrassing moment of my entire life was on my honeymoon in Florence in that square. No way! What'd you do?
1: Were you her? No, <laughs>
2: yeah. she's so, too way too young. This means was... younger than I am. So this was my most embarrassing moment of my life. I was on my honeymoon, and I was with. We were with a couple that was celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary. So we all did like the Airbnb thing. We thought we would like just do the trip together. We're in the square. And of course, I lived in Florence. So I knew Florence like the back of my hand. So I decided to play tour guide and we didn't have a reservation to see David. So we were in line for two hours. And I kept feeling, eh, I'm like, I looked at Roy and I'm like, I don't feel that well. And he's like, why don't we walk around? They're standing in line for us. So let's walk around a little bit, get some air because it was hot. And uh, so I get back in line. We're literally the next group to go inside the academia to see David. And the group in front of us was like this literally like Chinese, like Asian tourists, like with their cameras, backpacks on, didn't speak a word of English. Like literally this was like the vacation of a lifetime for them. And I looked at my friend and I put my hand over my mouth and she's, are you okay? And I projectile vomited. Okay all over them oh no way all over me oh my god there was like two thousand people waiting in line lo- oh. in front of everyone in front of everyone <laughs> I okay i the, feel I like that's better pees. than my lady peeing right No, i
1: was gonna say i think i'll take the girl that beat i know
2: and then the very next day we decided which was awful and then i was like i went as soon as we got and they didn't want to get out of line because they were the next people to go into the museum so they weren't moving so here they are covered in my vomit about to oh. go see the statue oh. of david It was awful. And then the very next day, we had booked a scenic wine tour around Tuscany. Were you sick? I was sick and I was on the Greyhound bus and everyone sat behind me because I thought I was going (laughs) to do it again.
1: Uh, oh could you imagine, goodness. like
2: sitting on the? I've been nauseous enough on a tour bus.
0: So or whatever. Pam
1: was traumatized, and she has this story about Florence. And you've now told yours. Could you imagine when the Asian people went home, but they saw their story? Oh my God! You're I got traumatized. Guess by what this happened? Crazy Americans in the David. same
2: location. In oh the same my God! Location. That
0: is so funny. That is insane. So Mark, you need a Florence story, to
1: Yeah, my sister makes she rest in peace. Her name was Florence. Oh, That's there you sense. go. I like <laughs> it.
0: Are you like serious? It. That's his Florence. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness. We all have
2: a Florida store. There That's we go.
1: Crazy. I love it. And so I'll have to go to Italy and hopefully no one throws up on me. And no one sees on me. Correct. Correct. I mean, I'm actually gonna go. I need to go now. Now you I, do. I you've got to go
2: there we need and like, to complete the we, trilogy. Why don't we all go together and oh see why? What
1: no, what I'm, not is. You, Jean, I say, I'm not going with you
2: two. I'm not going with you, Jane.
1: I, between vomit and Let's pee, bring, I'm, like, a, I'm not looking forward to what could happen with my third. We trip. need
0: salting crackers, ginger ale, Pepto Bismol,
1: and oh a diaper.
0: I need a diaper. For real. Oh my gosh.
1: that's hysterical.
0: That's well, awesome.
1: I that doesn't happen in South Florida, people. Just so you know, you can buy real estate here. No one's going to. No on one's going to no really gonna vomit on you. On yeah, on yeah you. we
0: don't like that here.
1: But I will. They will take pictures though.
0: We are a clean state. We're clean. This the town is clean. Delray is always clean. And oh yeah, Boca. No? Mm.
1: The one thing about South Florida that you appreciate as well as many things, but the roads. While traveling in New Orleans and especially, I don't want to sound like I'm not cool. I don't know. I don't want to sound New Orleans. I don't speak like that. But many people said New Orleans mm-hmm. when I was there. So I yeah. felt better. But the roads were very bumpy in addition to some shock absorbers, I'm sure. Yeah. And so it's cobblestone-y. M- it was pothole. It was pothole. And I think some of it was mass asphalt that was so hot it melted. But in South Florida, when we have a pothole or we have some kind of thing, now granted everything's under construction here, that's a separate matter. Correct. But we don't have those things. Never. We have smooth roads and we Never. don't. And in, in majority of every neighborhood too, all demographics, all I think it's points. weather
0: that does that because New Orleans is below sea level. So I think it's probably Correct. the water. And then, like, when I go back to Cleveland and drive around, and the snow and the, the salt. snow eats up things. Exactly. So I think that's but part we of it. But we also have a lot but of money maintain. for infrastructure. Yeah, we yeah. have a nice, yeah, exactly.
1: And then, to end Hey, the... tourists, yeah. you're
0: helping pay for our infrastructure. And
1: when you come here, you're to know that you don't have those things here, Eight. which you may have up north and that you need Quality to leave of up life, north. life, people. Quality of life. And you're trading, you may be trading some kind of, you may be trading off some size of your home up north that you're used to and stuff, but you're gaining a lifestyle.
0: Oh, so much different. That's that's coastal living. We say we don't just sell homes. We sell lifestyles.
1: You totally sell lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And you also, down here, don't have the same seasons. You don't have the same clothes. You don't need to vacation the same way. You can invest your money, extra money that you would have for disposable money, into perhaps a different home that you never thought you could have before. Exactly. Even with our increased prices and even with our short inventory a million dollars here is typically a lot nicer than a million dollars in other states. The bigger states, the absolutely, up North states and absolutely, stuff. You get more real you're estate trading. for your money. Yeah, yeah, you're trading. We, ag- I am excited about the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait thank to you for hear coming myself. on, Mark.
0: So, can I just throw out one more thing, and then we're going to end this? But so, Mark, because we, I joke all the time, like Mark, he sounds like a Jewish accountant, right? Yes, Mark, a little Jewish accountant. Yeah, but Mark, what are you? Six five six 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 six. six, six Right, he'll kill you
1: yeah don't mess with him but i'm not i'm not tiny i'm not as tiny as my voice
0: yeah definitely not thank you for coming on okay you guys so don't forget to follow share leave me a five-star review or i'm gonna have to hunt you down you know that talk to you next time